The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Whoa, guns up, giddy up. Welcome to Last Call of the Day, the show that is going to save your first marriage, your second marriage, whatever first responder marriage you're on, baby. <laughs> this is the show that gives you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. The show that gets you ready for the weekend. Uh, and today we're going to talk about the worst football story ever told in the history of man. Uh, it is football season. I know a lot of you guys sports out there. A lot of first responders do do some sports. I personally do not sports, even though uh, I got my start on the Drinking Bro Sports Tailgates Legend Show with my co-host, Boston Joe. Yay, sports. Who I brought back. I brought back from the grave. I rise up like the phoenix from the ashes. From the ashes. I brought you. I said, you know what? I'm talking sports today. I need to have my sports bro on here to help me break some stuff down. But this is a story um, that I didn't remember. I didn't catch this when it came out. I'm, I might've heard the name or heard brief snippets, but there's a new Netflix documentary out. I don't know what the name of it is. Do you know the name the, of it? It's like untold the girlfriend that never was or never existed. Oh, the untold. But anyway, I've been seeing snippets of some of my favorite comedians have been talking about it. There's been a lot of chatter and I'm just beginning to get like glimpses of this story and at first i was like man this is comedy gold this happened to a human but then i dive into it and i immediately feel like an asshole well he becomes a sympathetic figure the more you get into it right at first you're like what a dumbass but then the more you hear about it, the more you're like oh, i kind of feel bad for the guy which yeah. is the second gayest player in notre dame history right after rudy <laughs> comes manti teo i'm just kidding manti i'm team manti teo I am, um, I'm the more I get into it too, the less, you know, I want to make fun of Manti, the more I think about the person who was dedicating their whole life to making sure that they completely ruined Manti Teo's life. So we should probably focus more on Manti Teo being a victim in this situation rather than the butt of a joke because he's heard all the jokes. Yeah. I, he was a very interesting character. Listening to him talk, listening to him give interviews, you can't not like that guy. Yeah. And the story goes essentially that back in 2009, he meets a girl online, which isn't all that crazy in 2009. I mean, now we're reading, there wasn't a tender back then. There wasn't a, there wasn't any of those sites yet. Tender? Tinder? Whatever. So it I'm is. swiping Bumble. right now as we speak. Bumblebee. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, that was a thing. That was part of the, the zeitgeist. I remember being, I was probably, what, 2009? I was in middle school, just to date you a little bit. And I had friends, and you know who you are listening out there, that, had MySpace girlfriends that they never met, but they loved. They yeah, loved them. I, they put it as you know, number one on their friends list in MySpace, but they never met in person. Yeah, I, I fell for that once. I mean, I, I had a little online girlfriend for for just a second. Though. It was for it was like a one nighty. It was a a one nighty. A one night, a one night stand on one nighty in Yahoo chats. <laughs> <laughs> Adjusted the webcam the right way. Put a little angle on yeah, it. Make it look the lighting makes it look bigger We've and the whole thing. It. We've all done it, right? <laughs> I've done much worse. We've done it. <laughs> so Manny Teo, he does this right, and he falls in love with this girl, and it's it's like a walk to remember story. She's got leukemia. He's the bad boy football player. You know, she's dying of leukemia. It's an online relationship he's super religious waiting mm -hmm. for marriage almost like this tim tebow type religious in a way except tebow stayed off the internet and manti teo should have done the same yeah but you know we're all we all have our vices and i wouldn't say vices but like we all have our temptations right and mm -hmm. if you're not gonna like if you feel or you justified in your brain that you can't you know i i've seen this with a lot of guys who who have cheated on their wives via the internet mm -hmm. they think it's not necessarily cheating if it's via the internet no, so like it sending is. a dick pic. Yeah, it's totally cheating. I mean, I guess uh, so. Andre and I have these store with these these talks all the time. Andre Uplate, um, who's on uh, night shift, is because she gets so many DMs. A lot of these guys are married, and you know they're DMing her in the middle of the night, and you know she has to question their their intentions. You know, but uh, hold on a second. You have to ask intention when there's 
a unsolicited dick pic, I think you know what their uh, intentions no, I, I don't are. Know. I'm not talking about when it's the, like as blatant as an unsolicited. Like, I think at least an unsolicited dick pic is just funny, and, and like that you know where they stand. You're like, oh, okay, this guy mm. sending me his dick, not gonna respond to this. But it's the ones that are like sneaking in late at night. You know that are hey, what's going on? You know the the you know what I'm talking about. But you know a, a lot of people justifying their brains of how to get their excitement or their pleasures. And this kid's 21 years old. He's playing football. He's kind of an introvert. Doesn't really want to go find love in a hopeless bar. Uh, well, what I was going to, to all the guys sending Andrea the dick pics and everything too, right? What I would do is just masturbate. Get the demons out first and then rethink if you still want to think, if you saw someone to send that picture. As stupid as that is. It's true. I've lived by it. You, like there has been things that I've thought about in my brain over the last 38 years of life where I'm like, you know what? I should probably jerk off and then see if I feel the mm -hmm. same way. Yeah, absolutely. Because absolutely you're right that like once you're not horny, you think a lot clearer and you probably make better life decisions. When you come, you come to your senses. <laughs> Sick as that sounds. It's true. You're uh, <laughs> you're hundred percent correct there. And Manny Teo is, uh, you know, he, he gets lost in it, right? Like this is a perfect way for him to find love. And he meets another girl. Her name is Leana. So Lene Kakua. Lene Kakua. Lene Kakua. So She's Hawaiian. With, he's Hawaiian. But he's also super religious. He's probably a virgin at this point, right? 100%. He's, he's got to be a virgin. I mean, he could. He was a good looking guy at Notre Dame, extremely successful at Notre Dame. He could have, you know, done well for himself if he wanted to. But he focused on football. He spent most of his time playing football. And the other part was probably praying. And when you're that religious and you have all these sort of introverted thoughts, and football is your life. You spend a lot of time in your dorm room on the internet instead of going out and partying, which, you know, maybe he should have once or twice. <laughs> no, but like, that, like, that's the crazy thing about this story is that this dude did nothing wrong. Like, he did everything right. Like, he could have went out and party, went, went out in the beer, but no, he stayed back at the dorm, stayed sober. Like, he could have been out slaying chicks, hmm. but he wasn't. He was in his dorm. He was could have been out finding a girlfriend, but no, he was dedicated to to football life, and it wasn't a physical thing. It was an emotional thing. Nice guys finish last. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he doesn't even fuck this girl. Wow. Of course he doesn't. Because he cyber chats with her. The girl is a guy. S spoiler warning. <laughs> it comes out that she's a, she's a guy, and she's not real. But the worst part of this story is, is that he's having a baller season at Notre Dame, almost running for the Heisman Trophy. And yeah. I don't know much about a Heisman Trophy, but linebackers you know aren't usually on the list. No, never. He lost to Johnny Manziel that year, and he was the first freshman. And Richard Gere was the runner-up. Richard Gere was. It's funny. How did you know that? You must have been doing your research before <laughs> the show. Sports, dude. <laughs> sports. Yay, sports. No, but especially as a linebacker, you never see defensive players, never mind a linebacker, even be that close to being a Heisman finalist. He was great. He was definitely going to be a first-round pick, and then all this shit happens. And then he gets a, a text message that his grandmother had passed away at 72. So he's already heartbroken from that. Later that afternoon, or the next day, I believe, he gets a call that his fake girlfriend died of leukemia. So this was a long play on the part of the catfisher, right, where it's like, oh, I'm sick, by the way. I have leukemia, right. and I don't know how much time I have left, so that at any point they could pull the plug and be like, I'm out. I died. Yeah. <laughs> and... There's so many layers to the story, and we'll try to get all of them. But, you know, the focus gets on Manti Teo, right? Everyone was making fun of him. He's the butt of every joke. And everyone's like, how did you let this happen? But really, I want to focus more on the person on the other end. What I mean, this is really a story of mental health, right? Because this person on the other, the catfisher has some issues. The fact that they would dedicate this much time. Think about if they dedicated this much time to anything productive in their life, what they could have done. Because that took a lot of time and effort, changing their voice, having multiple voices to say like, oh, hold on, go talk to my brother. And then changing the voice to sound like a brother that apparently has a Southern accent from Johnson County. I don't know why. But the <laughs> fact that they spent all this time focusing on Manti Tao and trying to really make his life a living hell, I think we need to look at that person as a villain. Yeah, yes. you know, and, and there's a lot, there was like, as of recently, because of the new generations, when this talk comes back up, there's a lot of empathy towards the fucking catfisher. Transvestite, they couldn't find their way, and they were lost. 
here's what I say. That's a fucking sexual assaulter. That's a predator. And I don't want to empathize. I don't give a shit what they're going through. When you deceive somebody, that's never the right thing. Like you should never have to deceive someone. You know, it's, if a guy coaxes a girl into having sex with him, he's a sexual assaulter. But now if a transvestite coaches, we have a mutual friend. We have is a that the correct friend. term, transvestite? <laughs> I don't fucking know anymore. Apparently it is on this show, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we have a mutual friend. And I, and I you didn't know this story, and I was going to break it to you here live, but one of our mutual friends, he's a drummer. He came to me and he says, uh, dude, I'm going to college. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. And he was like, and I met this girl online and she's gothic and she's all the things I wanted her to be. And she's going to go to the same college as me. And so we met at a show and we ended up going back to my place. And I was like, yeah, okay. Is this the one or what? Like, are you dating this chick now? And he's like, well, you know, we started making out. She put her hands down my pants and I was really all in. And I was like, this is great. So then I were to reciprocate and put my hands down her pants and she had a penis. And I said, whoa. And now this, this is a young guy. He's just going to college for his first time. And I said, did you fucking beat the brakes off, off of him? And he was like, no, like, he's like, I'm not homophobic. And I was like, I don't think that's homophobic. You just got sexually assaulted. A grab, a dude grabbed your dick and you didn't want a dude to grab your dick. And he's like, well, I'm a little, it's 2022. I'm a little bit more open. I'm a little bit more, you know, I can empathize a little bit more. I'm like, no dude, you literally just got raped by a dude. Like you went in to have sex with a woman and you almost got fucked by a dude. Do you know what they call that? He too. Yeah. Hashtag the, he too. Yeah, he too. It's a he too movement. Now moment. I mean me, I would have been like, Hey, I'll, I'll try anything once. So let's go baby. But that's just me. <laughs> and this, you're right. This person in this situation, you know, is a little, maybe has a little bit of a different mindset, but Hey, that's, that's a nice, nice guy to just be like, Oh, let me, be open to just talking with you instead of beating the, the bag. Right. They, so they like talk for the evening, which I've I questioned that. Mm, um, and then he left according, you know, according to his story. But, you know, and my brain is like, that to me is sexual assault. I, I, well, it is if they feel like they were assaulted. Maybe they were like, well, you know, I didn't really love it, but I didn't mind it i mean okay so again like like the, they said it's 2022 baby anything goes that's so you're thinking he could be a little bit bi maybe i'm not gonna speculate on anything it's hey like teach, and teach the shit these days, it's like anything goes you just do whatever you want there's no discipline just do whatever you want uh i, I suppose but well the thing about that too is is manti teo got asked by barbara walters and a lot of people were asking like oh well then is manti teo gay well, th- that was the thing, too, is I remember I thought if you would have asked who is Mante Teo today before I did any of this research, I would have said, yeah, he's the NFL football player that was like gay, but didn't want anybody to know it. And he had like a dude boyfriend that died. That's all I knew. And if he was, that would have been OK. I, I mean, I wouldn't care. <laughs> would it have been would you have felt worse for him if he was gay and he got catfished by a gay man? Oh, do you feel different because he was getting catfished by a guy? I feel like it doesn't. <laughs> what you do on the internet, oh, that's not true. I feel like in this instance, what he was doing on the internet is his business. Uh, his relationship with the United he's States government is his business. And if and, and the fact that he got catfished, I, I don't know that this is national news. Like, why does anybody give a fuck? about this dude getting catfished. Well, it was the first of its time. I mean, the the show Catfish on MTV became extremely popular after this. Everyone was kind of like, what does catfish even mean? I've never even heard this term before. And he even, Manti Teo even said, when I first heard that term, I was like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what that means. So he kind of brought it to light. And a lot of people, like I said before, in middle school, before this happened, I, I had friends that had the same thing happen. They just weren't on a public stage and weren't a Heisman finalist at Notre Dame and absolutely crushing it on their way to the NFL. So he was the first big name, you know, that we knew of that had this happen to them. And all the people, or not all, but a lot of the people I'm sure that were making fun of him probably had a similar story in their background at some point too, because that's the generation we live in. Like you were talking about Tinder, people are swiping and, and meeting up. And I'm sure I know people that are getting married who met on dating sites on the internet. Oh, I uh, had a married couple in my uh, distillery this weekend who, who met on tender, believe it or not. Uh, so, so it can I, happen. I, it can absolutely happen. I feel like this guy got the ultimate shaming though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he got called gay. Um, everybody roasted him. The media put out every salacious headline they could, which is again, why I don't understand why we're not all 
100% anti-mainstream media. I mean, they don't do anything good for anyone. They were victim shaming. Victim shaming for sure, dude. Like, uh, and, and they bastardized the whole story to where they have to have a documentary 10 years later and people still, you know, are, are just now kind of understanding the real man, Ateo. And as I go on to, and I have not seen the Netflix documentary because I don't have Netflix, but I was able to go and read a lot about man. use my password if you want. <laughs> Although Netflix is cracking down on that. Maybe, I, maybe I didn't mean that Netflix, but if I'm wrong, like, so this guy starts out as a, almost a Heisman trophy winner. But then he goes to the draft. He's he should be a first round draft pick, but he goes to the combine and runs a four eight instead of a four five or a four six like they projected him to run. He runs a four eight, um, blames it on anxiety, uh, which uh, you know, who am I to say? I mean, when you get nervous, I get it, and I think that anyone who played sports, you talked about playing rugby and getting nervous before before a show before a podcast, maybe you get a little nervous energy, but there is a difference between that, especially someone who's been playing at a high level his whole life, like Manti Teo was and what he described. I was listening to him on Jim Rome's podcast on the way here. And he was talking about how I played football my whole life. I never got this type of nervous. I couldn't feel my knees. I couldn't feel my feet. And he doesn't blame it, but he kind of looks back to, you know, all the stuff that I went through before led up to this moment. And all of a sudden I'm thinking about what other people are thinking of me rather than, just hitting the hole and tackling the guy in front of me. So he never really thought about anything else. And now all he can think about, even when he's on the field in his element is what other people are thinking of him because of this whole situation that happened to him. So I don't know if you call that PTSD or what, but he, you know, claimed that he had true anxiety attacks. But you know, golfers, everybody goes through this, right? Like, I mean, and it's something you have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, there was a famous singer, and I tried to bring her up, but they they recently asked her, like, how do you deal with the anxiety of going on stage? Because she wrote in an interview that before she goes on stage, she um, gets so nervous that she feels like she's going to have a heart attack. She hyperventilates, and they say, how do you deal with it? What do you use? Do you medicate? Do you use marijuana? You know, what do you do? And she says, no, I don't do anything. I fucking deal with it. I force myself to deal with it. I don't self-medicate or anything. I just go out on the stage. I force myself every time and I go out there and I perform. Um, it's something that uh, the younger generations don't really understand because there's so many, if they can't sleep, they medicate. Mm -hmm. If they can't get energy, they medicate. I was skateboarding with my kids uh, with a Grom session this week at the skate barn and everybody was going super hard. And there was this eight-year-old and he was crushing and he was hitting uh, a monster energy drink on every break. And I just thought, like, why is an eight-year-old, you know... Yeah, it's a little too young. And I asked, like I asked, I said, you know, why, why is this eight-year-old kid? And they said, oh, it gets him amped up. Well, if you're at eight years old and you're having to use monster yeah. energy drink and get amped up, what happens when he's 16? Yeah, that's... What's he getting amped up on then? Fucking... I didn't have an energy balls? drink until I was like in my 20s because I was always high strung and didn't ever need it. I just ate a little food and I was ready to go. I just can't be healthy. So, you know, I think that, you, you know, getting off the subject just a little bit, but everybody's kind of coming up with an excuse of, of how to medicate or whatever. But the story goes that Manny Teo bombs, fucks it all up, runs a 4.8 and ends up draft stock. loses draft stock, goes to the second round and ends up not getting picked up till the he was the sixth pick in the second round mm -hmm. and he goes to San Diego and he has a, you know, he has a very good career in San Diego. Well, he struggled more in San Diego than he had a better career with the saints. And he kind of talked about that too. When he was saying, you know, when he was on Jim Rome, he was talking about the anxiety attacks and stuff that he was having. It wasn't until he found other guys, the right teammates, he said. So, cause he said that when he would go into like the locker room sometimes in San Diego, it was like the record scratch and everyone's like, Oh, it's this guy. It's the guy who got Yeah, I heard him. He said, he's like, it used to be like, oh, here comes Manny Teo. And then it turned into, oh, shit, here comes Manny Teo. Yeah. You Which, know? I mean, that's going to do something to you. If you're sure. already, He's already a vulnerable guy, as we can probably tell. With all due respect to him, if you get into this position, you're more likely to be manipulated, right? It's You've already showed the signs that maybe you can crack a little bit. Yeah. And then he, he straight broke. I mean, right. everyone knew him for that. Even like the casuals. I remember I was in college when he was in college. 
And I remember even chicks who didn't know anything about football knew about Manti Teo only in a negative connotation. They didn't know how good of a player he was. They just knew he had the fake girlfriend that died. And everyone, you know, we watched a clip of the game where his grandmother really died, his real grandmother. And then his fake girlfriend allegedly dies. And everyone's like in the stands, like waving around lays for him. And it's like a big deal and shows him very emotional on TV. And the announcers are talking about it. And all that builds and all these people like feeling this way about this guy. Now he's even more in the limelight. Only to have his feet taken out from underneath him when from something he didn't fucking do. Yeah, he's a victim, dude. Like you, your grandmother dies. Okay, let's win one for the Gipper. Your girlfriend dies of leukemia, who you have not had sex with. You haven't had premarital sex with. Like you're not. uh, But here's the thing: she's not underage. You know, he didn't. He didn't lie. He was a really good guy, and all these Christian values he had until the one time he did. Which was he lied to his dad saying that he'd met her in real life. Exactly. Which, you know, if you're from a really religious household, disappointing daddy or <laughs> papa, you, you don't, you know, like that's one lie. And we've all lied. So like, let's not, you know, not if your dad's me. like, now have you met this Lakua? Yes, father. Yes. Yeah. She's great. She's wonderful. You know, because in his brain, his delusion, you know, his delusioned mind, he thinks that this is the love of his life. And covering, he was, probably trying to cover up his own ass because at that point when someone asked him he was probably like um well i haven't but i don't want to tell them that because of fear of what they're going to say in response when in actuality if he said well i love her and everything but we actually haven't met yet at least one person close to him should have been like wait a second bro you haven't even met her and you're in love with her and you're doing all the what are you talking about you have no but i talked to her on the phone and someone in his camp or his family should have heard that and been like hey man this is a little fishy, but because he lied and because he was such a good dude, people were like, oh, well, I believe this guy. He doesn't seem like a guy who would lie about anything. Right. And unfortunately for him, the one lie it seems like he told led to the his yes. whole life. Well, but it doesn't destroy his whole life because he goes to San Diego. And this is where I think the story gets really cool for me. And this is why I wanted to bring it up on, on Last Call because he goes to San Diego, has a mediocre at best first season, but then breaks his foot Mm -hmm. which normally people would be out for a year he goes out for three months tough as comes back tough as nails has a hard time but makes six unassisted tackles on his first game back but he doesn't play all that much you know he's you know a deep what do they call it a uh, depth player a deep depth player Um, and he he stays with San Diego for a couple seasons and finally gets moved over to New Orleans and has a badass season and then tears his Achilles tendon which is, but he actually won a Super Bowl in New Orleans too. Which yes, is, he did. Yeah. Which is the ultimate goal in any team sport like that. So at the end of the day, when you look at his final numbers and his stats, it's he like, was an above average football yes, player. Absolutely. I mean, an average NFL player's career is three years. This dude played much longer than three years. Yeah. At, you know, a like pretty he high just, level. He played until twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Then he goes over to the Bears, but goes to the Bears as a practice squad. So he goes from almost Heisman Trophy winner, Super Bowl ring guy, overcoming craziest adversities off the field. Then he gets transferred, t- traded to the Chicago Bears, where they make him a. He gets traded to the practice squad yeah. at Chicago late in his career, 2018. Still worked though. Still worked his ass off and got a starting position back as a linebacker in Chicago, and then faces New Orleans in the playoffs. Yeah, and then goes back to New Orleans afterwards. I think that's when they. And his whole career has been an uphill climb, right? Like you were just talking about all the things since he started, because he was 21 years old at Notre Dame when all this stuff was going down. And he had to deal with that and fight through that on his way to the NFL, which I'm sure, I mean, the scouts and all the things that the reason why his draft stock went down, a lot of it was because of all the stuff around him, similar to like Tebow, similar to Kaepernick, all on different ends of the spectrum. But when you have this extracurricular shit around you, going into a season a lot of coaches are like i don't need that distraction i'd rather take a guy because it's nothing. like it's not his distraction it, this isn't like this is unwarranted attention right mm-hmm. like colin kaepernick his attention was warranted he took a fucking knee he took a stand i mean he did like what mike and i did with uvaldi we knew there was going to be super backlash and we dealt with it we took it on the chin we lost t- fucking like two thousand uh subscribers from the uvaldi thing we, uh, you know but that's our fault we took a stand we owned it could have kept our mouth shut. We didn't, but we own that. We're not whining about it. We're not mm-hmm. crying about it. We just keep podcasting. We keep doing our thing. Colin Kaepernick took us in, and then all of a sudden, when he reaps the when he gets the backlash from it, he wants to whine and bitch about yeah. it. Tim Tebow the same way. Like, dude, you can't draw all that attention to yourself. Taking a knee yeah. in the end zone 
But you know, I've, I will argue that Tim Tebow doesn't really bitch about it. No, like he just keeps driving, he keeps grinding. He kind of does the same thing Mike and I do. There's people out there who just don't like it, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay because it's not a numbers game for us. You know, so Manteo's Manteo been good about way. it though. He's, he's been very good yeah. about it. He's he, just he kept his head down, accepts the apology. Well, not accepts the apology, but forgives the catfisher who was originally. Uh, Tuiasa Sopo is the last name. They they transition, so I want to. I don't want to misgender them here. I get their name wrong. Um, but it was Linnea Kakua, who, by the way, too, this is not just a one person thing, because there were pictures that were being sent to Mantiteo, right? So he had to have a visual too, because if he's gonna fall in love, he can't just fall in love with a fake voice or you know text. He needed pictures, so he was receiving pictures, and the the person before Renea, whatever the hell the the person's name was at the time graduated with this woman and reached out to this woman and said, Hey, you know, my, my cousin's really sick. I want to get like a collage of all these pictures. Do you have some that you can share? And she's like, yeah. So he's a master manipulator, this person yeah, and is spending again, so much time, time and effort to help themselves. I mean, one of the most selfish people around, let's be honest here, yeah. because you're ruining people around you just for your own sick game really and you asked earlier if this was like a a kink right to have like an online girlfriend or something this is kind of their kink they're so thirsty for attention and so deprived of love that you almost have to feel bad for them to an extent too where it's like jesus christ like this is what you spent your you know your 20s doing is catfishing a an nfl player a call a high level college player just for what you know, that's why I think the focus should be less on Manti Teo, like you were saying, like it was in the beginning. With and the more medias. on the mental illness of this trans. Yes. yes. Which, which is probably why they've, they're trans to begin with, because of a mental illness. Like this isn't like some way they were born into. This is like some kind of traumatic event or, or some kind of mental illness that's kind of. Rearing its ugly head. Rearing its ugly yeah. head that's been unchecked. Right. Um, it's just a bizarro story but i i i fell in love with the story recently just because of i'm a huge manateo fan now like just watching all these adversities like overcoming the foot injury and then the you know and then that foot injury reared its head for like three years in a row yeah and he kept getting benched and then he'd make it to second string and then he'd make it back to first string and then he'd go all in first string and get hurt and he'd get pushed back and then he would try to come back early and it's like it's not the guy that just kind of you know and and the fact that he was known as one of the biggest draft busts for like four years. It's I mean, like, this is movie worthy, that. right? If, are they going to make a Manti Teo movie starring The Rock as Manti Teo? Dude, I would watch it. <laughs> like, I would be all in. Who would be the casting for that? It'd be like a real life Rudy. <laughs> it's like, why do all the Rudy stories come out of Notre Dame? Fuck Rudy. Listen, Manti Teo's story is way cooler than Rudy's story. Rudy was off sides. He was overrated. I listened to Joe Montana on the podcast, and he played on that team with Rudy, and he's like, that never happened. They never carried him off the field. They never chanted his name. So that's yeah. the most fabricated BS story. I, sorry, people. I know a lot of people love Rudy. Manti Teo has a cooler up, you know, a come-up story, and that's what everyone loves. Everyone loves, especially in America, we love a good redemption story. Look at Rocky, right? He starts off, he's got to sell his dog, and he's like down in the dumps, and he just gets in there, and he doesn't even win the fight in the beginning, right? He, he just he fought. So with Manti Teo, years later, of course, it looks much better now. While it was happening, people were piling on him. Yeah, it's great. They were really piling on him. I mean, called him the biggest draft bust. I mean, he was a meme. You know, like this was at the like the apex of memes, mm-hmm. and and he was one of the first you know people to really just get meme shamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who you bring in the prom, Linnea Kakua? <laughs> it's me and Linnea Kakua right here next to me and the ghost of Linnea Kakua and it's like geez yeah poor you know, Manti <laughs> poor Manti you know and and you know watching him now he's such a good human being it seems like but as a guy that never stopped you know as much as he talks about thinking about what other people thought of him it really gives a perception that he didn't give a fuck what other people because he never stopped even when he made second string he always made his way back to first string and then he would get pushed way back and then he would get traded. And then he would go to a practice squad. And then he would make it all the way back to the playoffs. And then he would get redrafted by the team that already let him go. I mean, and he always produced yeah. every game. Like but America produced. loves him now. I think the redemption story has almost come full circle. His arc is almost complete. You know, it, it looks like his NFL career might be over. And now it's time for reflection and time for him to live out in Hawaii somewhere and just enjoy his life. Did you know over the course of his career, he walked away with $10 million? Not a bad little hunk of change in your no, pocket. No, but I, I just thought NFL players made more, especially if he's been paying for 10 years. 
Well, he never got any endorsements. You got to think of that. Who's going to want to endorse Manti Teo? If he's on a Subway commercial, that's a joke. People are going to be like, oh, is, is the Subway sandwich you know really there? Great, you know what would have been, been a really eHarmony.com of Manti Teo. <laughs> no, you know what would have been a really good... Uh, you know what would have been a really good endorsement for Manny Teo? For the ghost of his ghost girlfriend? <laughs> if you're going to lay your ghostly ghostly, if you're, your ghostly girlfriend down on a bed, you want to make it a ghost bed. We've been fans. Oh, we've been fans of ghost bed. Ghost beds, but we've been fans of them since day one. They've been a day one sponsor. Not For you and I both, dude. Absolutely. Like, ghost bed was our first sponsor on Drinking Bros Tailgate Legends. Mm-hmm. Then they were my first sponsor on Failure to Stop. And we mastered the USA champ, by the way. Now let's do it. Let's freaking go, <laughs> man. Uh, they've been a loyal sponsor since day one. Everybody raves about them, and they have super comfortable matches that last forever, and they're made in the good old USA, 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 USA. USA, man, it pumps me up, dude, to have somebody else on here that fucking knows how to, dude. I just got a, a yeah. patriotic boner. <laughs> Even Leo, Leona, Lakoa, Linnea Kakoa can feel it. Every mattress has a twenty-year warranty. You can try them out for one hundred one nights, not ninety-nine to ninety-eight, but one hundred one, baby. If you don't like it, you can send them back, but you won't. One of our favorite parts about Ghostbed is that each mattress has that cooling technology in it, so if you get hot at night like they do in Hawaii, <laughs> these things are a lifesaver. Ghostbed offers bundles so that you can get everything that you need. You don't even have to really think about it. Just choose from their four mattresses and then pick your bundle. So whether you just need a mattress and a frame or you want it all, I want I it want all. I want it all. I want it all. And I want it now. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> Ghostbed, baby. Right now, offering a flash sale of 40% off Ghostbed bundles where you get a mattress and adjustable base. If you just use that code Wolfpack, ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack, 30% off of everything. If you use the code Wolfpack at ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack, you can buy a mattress for like $35 a month, zero down, 0% financing. And that's if you have Lene Kakua credit. <laughs> credit that doesn't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, their pillows zero, are incredible. Zero, zero. The adjustable bases. It's all there, guys. You got to get it. Everybody raves about them. Go look at our reviews. We've got like over 1,500 reviews on this podcast. And I would say 70% of those, somebody's mentioned Ghostbed. And my neighbor owns a Ghostbed. Mike the Cop owns a Ghostbed. Our producer owns a Ghostbed. All the Drinking Bros guys own Ghostbeds. Uh, it's a Ghostbed world out there. Sleep so good. It's scary. Ooh, it's, it's spooky season too, almost. It is spooky season. It's coming up, man. So if there's a time to treat yourself, you know, if you got that girlfriend, you got that husband, if you're a law enforcement, if you're a first responder, honestly, the gift that'll keep on giving night after night after night would be a ghost bed. You know, Give maybe, him the gift. Maybe if Manti Teo, the ghost bed back in the day, wouldn't have been catfished. He could have just laid down in that ghost bed and had himself a nice little me time and he wouldn't need to be seeking love in all the wrong places. <laughs> oh, we got Hydro Man Blue in the chats. He says the US Ch- USA chant made him proud. Davey says it's a freedom booner. Um, my boring dash cam videos says there it is. But we've got a lot of people in the live chat today watching this. This is only for our paid members. Honey Badger, uh, 640, Peeled Grapes as always, uh, all the guys. So we thank you guys so much for being in the live chats today. Um, they think there's ghosts in this studio. Which well, it's because I set the bed. camera to, to video both of us, and it's set to pick up on faces. And every time I think you move your shoulder, it tries to pick oh, up on old Casey. So I should block there. Casey. I think we block Casey. It's the ghost of Casey Anthony's daughter. You know what? Fucking with us right if now. someone could go back in time and catfish Eric Tanzi, all they would need was this picture right here oh, of Casey easy. Anthony, and easy. then you'd be all in, man. Easily. You would be the Manti Teo of. I don't think it's hard to catfish me at all. I think if you just slid into my DMs, yeah, that easy. I huh? would be so shocked that I would just fall for it. I'd be like, "Wow!" I mean, good thing Andrea's not that easy, <laughs> or is she? But she's up late. She keeps me up late. Oh God! <laughs> oh, you know, but the funny thing is, the sad thing is, every time she gets a dick pic because she thinks it's my fault that she gets them, she forwards them right to me. <laughs> you should forward so, them to Ross. <laughs> so I am. Uh, I've become an aficionado at judging penises. There are some penises. <laughs> That come through that I think, why would you share that with anybody else? What's that is the, a very ugly penis. What's the percentage of cut to uncut? Oh, they're all cut. Oh. I don't think she's gotten an uncut. Manti Tao seems like a guy that was uncut. Are Hawaiians uncut in general? Because he's Hawaiian, sure. so I feel like it would be a very cultural thing. He's also a like born-again Mormon Christian. Mormons? 
I don't know. Sure. I don't know much about Mormons. So do you think he had multiple fake girlfriends? Because no. he was a Mormon, because they have multiple like, wives? He, seem, he seems, I don't know the guy, obviously, but he seems mm. like the guy that's committed. Oh, you he know? was committed, all right. This was a committed relationship that didn't <sighs> necessarily exist. I mean, it's just, to me, again, I, I want to make all the jokes, but every time I do, I have to like backtrack and be like, but I still feel for the guy, and really, we should go more into the the people that are still out there catfishing. I mean, that show became super popular, and that's like what we are as a as a society now is that there are a subset of people that are catfishers who actually spend their time being pretending to be someone else, right? Being in their own little metaverse and trying to seek love as someone else from someone else, which is really the saddest thing of all. No one's going to love me for me. So I'm going to make a fake persona or a fake account with a fake picture so that someone will love the fake me. That's the saddest shit I've ever heard in my life. You know, my cousin, um, her name is Katie, and she works for a sheriff's department down in Florida. But she's got face of baby because she's a tansy like myself. Face of baby. I know. I have a face of baby. I was actually (laughs) almost kidnapped in Afghanistan and sold in a prostitution ring. True story. They actually came in like, like, uh, like helicopters and everything, and they came and they like raided the interpreter tent and arrested this interpreter because he was conspiring with other people to sell me into prostitution that they could kidnap me and sell me as what a was face your, of baby. What was your asking price? I don't know. I wonder how I mean, much I'm it would sure go for. I would, I'm sure it would go for a lot. Hmm. But I'd be a fighter, dude. I'd be a fighter and a biter. So I don't know how long that would We last. don't kink shame. Someone's into that. Someone <laughs> wants you to fight back. I guess. <laughs> I guess they'd have to dope me up full of opium to play that game. But anyway, she's got a face of baby. And they would use her to catfish pedos. Oh. Mm-hmm. But so like sort of like a was it Chris Hansen is that the guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would do these prostitution scenes at the sheriff's department, and they would use her as like the uh, an underage mm-hmm. underage girl that would. If only they did that in Delaware back in the day, and they would have uh, gotten that Joe guy, you know, like the red lights behind him, because you know, <sighs> I heard he showers with his daughter. But I mean, that was the most awkward speech. Like, who fucking thought that was a good idea? Put the red lights behind Biden like that. Very miscellaneous. Yeah, I mean, I, that's one that even Obama would talk about the optics on. The optics of yeah. Joseph's speech. That's my, that's my Obama impression. That good, it's dude. not great. He just does long pauses. That's all you got to do. I thought I was talking to Obama here for a second. <laughs> Old Barry. But uh, yeah, no, I, the man of tits. Are you going to watch the documentary? Yeah. I would. Uh, if I had Netflix, I would do it. Um, yeah, I'll wait until somebody fucking... Uh, rips There's going to be like five people in your DMs after this saying like, here's my Netflix password. Tans- Dude, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's better. Now I want to talk about one more story before we get off of here. And I think this is a story that I found just for you because you were coming on. I think it's a story that you would really enjoy. So these Alaska, this is a new story. These Alaskan dudes, this is a story of blue babe. Have you heard this? Have you heard about the blue babe? Is that, um, I thought that was the guy with the ax, right? What's his name? Yeah, well, he had he had babe, right? Uh, the blue, the big blue ox. Yeah, exactly. Babe, the big about? blue ox. But they found this big blue babe. So these miners that are going, they go to Alaska to be gold miners, and they are they have to break away some frozen tundra to get to where they want to gold mine. So they're blasting some of the frozen tundra away, and they uncover a fifty. I think they say fifty five thousand or five thousand. Yeah, this is fifty thousand year old bison yeah 50,000 year old bison and uh so i guess this is like this happened in 1984 but they're just now talking about it like it just now came to light but anyway they find this 5,000 year old bison 50,000 50,000 year old bison and it's in perfect yeah 53 year old 50,000 year old bison and it's in like perfect shape um it's been well preserved like naturally preserved by the tundra and everything so it's still got its skin its flesh still got all the muscle it's got everything i mean this thing is incredible you should look it up just just look up blue babe uh and it's in a museum now but this dude took a chunk of the neck of the bison froze it again and then cooked it and made bison stew and they fucking ate a piece of it now i doubt there's any rum whiskey or wine aged 50,000 years but if it could how good would it be oh and like nice and still rum f- aged 50,000 years I mean I that's mean, or is that over you probably just taste flat 
that point. I mean, there probably wouldn't be a lot of alcohol left. I mean, I guess if it was frozen in time, it would be exactly what it is now. Just probably a little bit flatter, oh, flabby frozen maybe. too. Well, I mean, not to get too... But they said that this meat was extremely gamey and uh, like grassy. Like it was very like organic tasting. Well, I'm sure there weren't any GMOs 50,000 years ago for that bison to eat in the, <laughs> the plants and fruits and vegetables. But that makes that gets me thinking down my tinfoil conspiracy hat that that's why they, they want to stop global warming is because more ice is going to melt, right? Yeah. And then Antarctica is going to be exposed, and there's going to be a lot of shit in there that they don't want us to know about. Really? Not what do you think in Antarctica? Uh, I mean, I think that there's going to be U- frozen UFOs and frozen aliens. And what? I think, I mean, I know this isn't a conspiracy. Are, you being, here, are Tansy, you being serious right now? I'm, I'm being dead serious. Think? I've been going down rabbit holes okay. lately of, Let's go. We an- got of Antarctica. That there's a lot going on. Hitler was obsessed with Antarctica, and he was obsessed with the ancients, and he would always go back there. And if you try to go to Antarctica now, you, you can't get anywhere near. Well, we, I just had a guy on my show that is the first person to solo trek all the way across Antarctica. Did he find anything fun? Did he tell you any secrets? No, he said fucking just barren. Like it's a, basically a white blanket the whole way. Like you're buried, your face is buried in your compass mm-hmm. for however many days. I mean, it took him, I, I, I want to say like I mean, I, it, a lot, like over a hundred days, something like that. But he was basically buried in his compass. It was like 300-something miles. Well, I think he overlooked something because I think there's something there. <laughs> I want Have him back on. I want to ask Now, him. are you a flat earther? No. no okay. Okay. No. But so I you do, don't think that there's land on the other side of Antarctica like the flat well, earthers? Well, no, but there still could be. There could be caverns that are deep inside Antarctica that when you get down there, there's like woolly mammoths and trees bigger than the redwoods. But again, I'm not saying I totally believe this i almost want to believe it right but part of me thinks that there's something else going on the world's way too weird right now to think that oh yeah everything's just hunky-dory nothing to see here i mean you don't think klaus schwab and the world economic forum has some stuff going on in antarctica in case something happens same guy that tells you what could happen it's cold as fuck up there there's nothing alive i mean the reason why it's closed off is because you'll end up having to like go rescue people that are too fucking stupid to just stay out of it Metallica played a concert there. Metallica is the only band to play a concert at all seven continents. Really? They played one in the Antarctica just so they could say that. Hmm. I mean, that's as metal as it gets. It's pretty metal. It's, I think it's as metal. I saw Metallica. It's mental. <laughs> no, mental was uh, Linnea Kakua or whatever her real name was. But She no, wasn't I, a good looking trans either. I think beauty, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, my friend. Maybe, maybe our drummer friend would have uh, got down and jiggy with that. <laughs> I just feel like if you're Manny Teo, who's a good-looking dude, by the way. Yeah, he could have slung it at Notre guy. Dame. What a waste. Yeah. But maybe he found love and... Well, he f- did. He's married now. He's got kids. Wouldn't it be ironic if they found on Bumble? And I bet you he's a great lover. I bet you that dude is a committed lover. <laughs> if there's anybody that wants to love more than him. Well, yeah, he was definitely desperate for the love, but I don't know. I feel, I feel bad for him. If you're the parents of him, do you feel like you failed him? Do you feel like, damn it, we shouldn't have went into that cult of a religion? Well, you know what? I, I know a lot of kids who were grew up over over religious, um, and 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 I've seen and and I've seen what what happens to them. Uh, I, I've got one good friend in particular that, uh, you know, as soon as he got any amount of freedom, he went off the rails, man. And, and like still to this day, he's kind of, I mean, I mean no, so far off the rails because we're all like 38 and 40. But I mean, he's definitely not following in the footsteps of his parents. Same with his sisters. Like both of his sisters are like the 100% opposite of what they're, you know, they, they had to wear. Like one time we were playing flag football and his shirt came untucked and his dad pulled him off the field and, and sent him home. And then he didn't come to the, the practice or the next game. And then he showed back up and we were like, dude, what happened? And he was like, well, I let my shirt be untucked during the game and my dad caught me and he grounded me. Yikes. You know, like serious, like fucked up. I mean, that's tale as old as time though, right? I mean, that's why a lot of people always point to the whole, oh, well, they let kids in Italy have a little bit of wine at dinner and none of them are alcoholics, right? Where if you restrict kids yeah. like that, which I think can play into the Manti Teo thing, that if maybe he was able to not have the mindset of, you know, no premarital sex and don't go out and party. Like, why don't you make your own decisions, make your own mistakes? And because he was like, yeah, so because I think it, it gives you something more to think about all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I argue with my wife. My wife was, was raised obviously very religiously. And, and so, um, 
you know, I talk, you know, one of the biggest problems I have with the church is that they're zero tolerance on sex. Um, they make sex such a big deal and they talk about anti-sex and, and sex so much that when you're a kid, all you can think about is sex. <laughs> you're like, well, what's so great about this fucking thing that we can't even fucking do? Yeah. But like, we're all feeling the same thing at 13 years old. Oh, and then by the way, I got to wait another 10 years, you know, before I can ever enjoy it. And you guys won't shut the fuck up about it. It's like, if you just... You know, then, because I don't think it's the end all be all sin of all time. Now, I think you can, you know, just like alcohol, just like marijuana use, just like caffeine, just like anything, it can you it can definitely be absolutely, it can be devastating to your life. I mean, one drop of alcohol can ruin somebody's life. One sexual experience can ruin somebody's life. And the irony that the church talks about this, and especially with Catholicism, yet all the Catholic priests are fondling boys too, so... You know, the whole, that's another thing with it, well, it's too. because it's all you're talking about. You know, exactly. if it's on your brain all the time. And it's taboo. Uh, it and it's taboo. People want it eventually, more. like, yeah. you, the demons are going to get turned. And it's like, just move on past it. But Let's... doesn't the Bible say be fruitful? Adam and Eve weren't married. They fucked. I don't know. I mean, what's up with that? that? I never understood that. I mean, be fruitful, multiply. But then later on fuck? down the road, did Adam and Eve fuck? I yeah. thought they made Cain and Abel. Adam raised a can. It's a Bruce Springsteen song, no? I mean, I guess I just didn't think about it. I don't like to think about my ancestors fucking. <laughs> You're great, 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 great. Or did they just spew out of Adam's like rib, like they yeah, claim? I don't know. I should go back and read that story. Speaking of Adam Eve, and speaking of, I saw someone say Boston Joe conspiracies. They love it. Well, guess what? Here's another one. Okay. So the story of Adam and Eve, right? Have you ever heard of the Gnostics? That's the angels. No. So the Gnostics are like a subset of religion that believes that. You know, have you ever seen The Usual Suspects? Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Is that Kaiser Kose? Yeah, Kaiser Soze. You got your Merds wixed up. Yeah. Pobody's Nerfect. But spoiler alert, don't listen to this if you haven't seen the movie because it's great. Kevin Spacey's Kaiser Soze. And his whole claim and his quote in the movie is, the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist. Now, the Gnostics believe the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world that he's God. So you look at the Old Testament, right? The serpent, the snake that talks to Adam and Eve, allegedly. It's, hey, don't eat the forbidden fruit because then you'll have knowledge of the universe and you'll understand that you're actually naked and you'll know what's going on. Meanwhile, God at the time is saying, don't do that. Don't unleash your true power of humanity and, and actually know what you are as a spiritual being. Just stay suppressed and stay in my friggin' garden and don't touch this. Yeah. So the serpent comes down and says, hey, don't you want to know? Don't you want to have, don't you want to open that third eye that you don't even realize you have? So to me, when I hear that, what God would want to suppress these people? To me, could God have been the serpent? I know it might sound blasphemous to some, but hear me out. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If you're living in a garden free of sin and you're just able to enjoy your nakedness and-, and A walled garden is paradise to you? Don't you huh? want, isn't freedom truly what- we all thrive for love and freedom to do whatever you want. No, being naked all the time, surrounded by really good food, not getting fat, not having bugs nip at me and eat at me and being able to fuck anytime I want. That's freedom to me. <laughs> I wish we could go back to Adam and Eve's day and I just live in a garden. They didn't have to sow anything. They didn't have to work. They didn't have taxes. Taxation is theft. I mean, you just get to be naked in a garden all day. It sounds awesome. I mean, how is that much different than your life right now? I got four kids, dude. I can't be naked anywhere. I've been to your house. You're naked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Not in front of his kids, though, of course. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, <laughs> Ashley's like, yes. I don't take inappropriate <laughs> showers with my children like some presidents do. Yeah. But, uh, the current sitting acting one, too. It's funny how that's not being really discussed as much. How come that's been so suppressed? It's weird. Yeah, the FBI actually just, uh, they indicted the two people. They charged them and they pled guilty, which means that the diary had to be real. So if the diary is real, then that means, according to Ashley Biden, our sitting president took a uh, inappropriate shower with her. And Not that her sexual, the overtly, what is the, under, the overtly yeah. sexual nature of her brother and her father made her a sex addict. So. I mean, just the fact alone, that, and again, this isn't shaming Ashley or even Hunter Biden, because to me, they're more of like the Manti Teo in this case. And Joe is the catfisher. But I think it's Jill. I think Jill's the catfisher. I think I think the family was fine until Jill came on. Oh, that's a, that's quite the conspiracy. She's always walking. He didn't want. He didn't run for president, and his original term 
uh, when he what he ran on his original values when he ran for Senate was uh, that politicians shouldn't be able to own stocks and bonds. And it wasn't until Nancy Pelosi and, didn't like that one. And then uh, it wasn't until he married Jill Biden. And then 1989 It's like he married her and then immediately ran a fraudulent uh, presidential election. It's it's Dr. Jill Biden. Well, he he uh, plagiarized and got caught very early. Yeah. And well, back in the day, that's he got popped yeah, for that, too. He got popped. So and that was without the Internet. And he got caught. Which you know what is I'm horrible. Which means like you really plagiarized. Yeah. Bad. That was like in, in the 80s. It was 1989, yeah. I think. He was known as an infamous plagiarizer. Now he's plagiarizing Mussolini and, and Hitler in his latest speech that yeah. uh, they juiced him up on Adderall and had him wagging his little fists around <laughs> like that. MAGA Republicans. It's strange times that we're living in. That's the strangest. Back at see, that's the thing, though. The world has changed so much since Manti Teo. If Manti Teo's story came out now, they wouldn't be shaming him the way they are. They would They would feel real, which maybe there's some good in that. No, I think right now, if that happened, they would be calling him a homophobe for not uh, accepting, for not accepting that, needs- that, she, you know, that she's not a girl <laughs> and that she's not real. She identifies as a real person, so she's real. You should have... You should still have a funeral for her. He's catfish she's phobic. Not fucking dead. How dare you? Yeah, he'd be catfish phobic. Yeah. Yeah, just because she's not real doesn't mean you you can't love her. Yeah. You must love her. Yeah. She loved you. Yeah. <laughs> you identified as such. What was the newest post oh, that came boy. out about bigots? Like, if you say that you would never fuck a transsexual or transvestite, then you are um transphobic. Then you're then you're a bigot or something. I'm like, what the fuck? I'll tell you right now. Like, I don't label me whatever you want. I'm not fucking anything with a penis. It does not turn me on at all. Are we in the end days, Stanzi? But you know what? Asian females don't turn me on that much either. So I mean, like, I mean, I mean, like, I'm not Asian phobic. I just, <laughs> Asian just not phobic. sexually attracted to Asians. Not sexually attracted to penises. Yeah, well, that makes you homophobic. Well, you should at least be open to. You it. can label me whatever you want. I don't care because I was born this way, <laughs> like Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Is that her name, Gaga? Lady Gaga. Her name's Stephanie. Is it really? Stephanie? Like macaroni and cheese she's got a super skinny last name and i can say that that's my word because i'm italian oh yeah. from boston no doubt which is probably why you got the name boston joe yeah and i was um, just there well uh dude i'm so glad to, to have you back i reunited and it, it feels fun. so good it felt good i felt like thanks for a, having me i felt like we had a good show today i hope so. um do you manscape at all i do right now dude all weekend uh manscape 4.0 Running the promo code Wolfpack, 20% off all week. And that's on top of their Labor Day flash sale. So you can get the whole 4.0 package. I think like I did it. I think I uh, got mine for after using the promo code. I think it was $104 for everything. That's like the bag, the boxers, all the shampoos, the conditioners, the nose trimmer, the ball trimmer that's waterproof. So you can shave your shit in the shower. Um, Do you know what the secret is? It's got the cologne and the deodorant. You put, you got it like a mirror, right? You have one over there. You put it on the ground. Uh-huh. You can get really great view of that grundle area. That's how you really manscape underneath the sack. Dude, I, so I never manscaped in the shower before. I've always done it like, um, are they waterproof? Yeah. Oh, they're that's water. Game changer. I guess they're like water resistance. Like you can't put it in the bathtub, sure. but like you can take it in the shower. No problem. But like, um, I used to do it kind of like the barbershop way where I put down like a couple of towels and I kind of do what you said. Like I look in the mirror. And I would Wait, shave over a towel. You don't save the clippings? Well, I donate them to cancer, to leukemia catfishers. <laughs> catfishers that don't exist, that don't really have leukemia, that need hair. <laughs> well, how do you think I got this beard? <laughs> this is a transplant from Tansy's pubes. <laughs> so I take a little bit of you everywhere I go. Dude, they smell fresh from that ball deodorant. <laughs> But then I got the Manscaped 4.0 package and it says you could shave your junk in the shower. And I'm like, dude, this is a total game changer. It's so, one, it's so much faster in the shower. And well, two, cleanup too, it doesn't clog burn the drains. as bad or anything like that. And plus you got like all the, the soaps and stuff that come in the package to put on your pubes and just, and it's got that like anti-nicking, the anti-nicking Yeah, you definitely razor. want to, you don't dude, want to nick the balls. No, but um, I'm shaving my balls with that thing, dude. Nice. And I mean, I might have gotten, a, I'm going to be honest with you, like it's barely nicked me, but like not nearly as bad as like getting you, nicked by a razor. You got to have one more finesse when you do it. You're a little heavy handed. You know what? I got the nick going from the back of the grundle area. And I think it's because of the hand motion because you're, you're going like down and then up because you're, you're hitting the ABC, the ass ball connector. <laughs> and I think it's that transition. The grundle. 
that you're going up, it cause a little woo. Uh, but that was it, dude. But like on my sack, dude. I mean, it, do, you, do you do the booty hole too? No, my, I think my butthole's naturally hairless. Actually, like I don't have any hair on my butt. But dude, I barely have hair in my armpits. And none on your face too. And none on my chest either. But speaking, you said that you might get a little nick. Do you know who my favorite nick is? Nick, 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 the Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Steve Kerr's son. Steve, I don't know who Steve Kerr so is. So Steve Kerr is the coach of the Golden State Warriors. He played for the Bulls with is Michael Jordan. Team? But think about this, right? His name is Steve Kerr. Okay. And his son's name is Nick. Okay. So what's his name? Steve Kerr? Mm-mm. His son, Nick. Nick Kerr. Oh, Nicker. <laughs> His name is Nick Kerr. No Swear way. to God. Look it up. I Google didn't even it. fucking realize that until I said it all together. Nick Kerr. Are they they are, no, they are white. They are Ooh, white. That's not good. Not a good look. I mean, his name's Nicholas Kerr, but still, they call him Nick. So his Ooh. name is Nick Kerr. Man, that could be very dangerous if you're oh, trying to like chant his name at a thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, wow. How funny is like, that? Like, I said it and my, my heart favorite. stopped. And I wasn't even, like, thinking on that level. I was just like, I don't understand. Like, what's... Like, Have me cares? back Nick on, I get you canceled. Kerr. Now I feel like I can't say his first and last name together without being a terrible human being. Wow. Tansy the Naked Mole Rat. Yeah, pretty much. I've seen you naked before. It's very similar to a mole rat. Oh, we've slept together a few times. No. I'm always a little spoon. Oh, we, used to, we used to have to travel. No, you fucking used to take the bed all the time. End up on the floor. Like <laughs> you a little you slept on desert floors. You can take it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, Tansy, don't go back to the room. I've got a, I got a tender meet up in my, in the in our room. So I got just... my girl Linnea Kakua up in this bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, uh, we had some good times though, man. I, as much as I hated sports and I hated, I, thought, I, was gonna, I knew you. I was gonna, Right when you said as much as I hate it, he's going, oh, it must have hated me. You know, it was almost a year to the day, I think last Saturday is when we had that first real big tailgate legend show. It was Clemson at Georgia. And listen, Georgia didn't win the championship for a long time. We go to two games that year. They win the ship. I'm just th- I'm just saying. Oh, it could have been us. You're welcome. Well, that, we did go to the one game at App State. And uh, we Stone talked the to the field. kicker's mom. Yep. And you... Uh, Joe Stradamus. Joe Stradamus, the, the whole thing, and it happened. You were like, your son's going to come out in the fourth quarter, and he's going to kick a onside kick to you know, <laughs> win the game or field goal. Game winning field goal. And, we, and we're all going to start in the field. And she's like, oh, please don't say that. Please don't say that. And it happened, and you and I stormed the field. Wild. Which, you know, like we, we were hugging players and stuff. They were all sweaty. I got to feel their sweat on my body. I'm not talking about like Lakua. Lene Kakua was Lene on the Kakua. field that night. Like I'm talking like real football players. <laughs> I touched real sweaty football players. Not like these third stringers. Um, no, that was great. That was a great moment. And I remember telling you like, if they win, like this is a storm the field moment. And you're like, what does that even mean? Yeah, like, oh, you're about to see. That was one of my favorite ones. I mean, App State seems like a cool place. So if I was uh, going to college and I was young enough, I would definitely consider. Yeah, that was, I think out of all the games we went to, was that a night game? My favorite? Wednesday night on ESPN was the day before my a birthday. A lot of energy. Everybody was dancing, mm. which I'm into because I like to dance. It a was lot. good old boys and hippies. Perfect balance. Everybody was smoking weed. They they were uh, chanting "fuck Joe Biden." They were. They were from like an hour before the game. They were. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, Fuck remember Joe Let's Biden. Go. Let's go. And it was like an hour before the game. They kept trying to play the music louder. <laughs> So like, because it was on ESPN, I yeah. guess that's why everybody was yeah. doing it. Well, I mean, ESPN. Wild. I'm pretty sure ESPN. The sideline reporter was the woman who said, "Oh, they're saying let's go, Brandon." Where it all started, I believe yeah. that was on ESPN, which apparently was on a NASCAR event too. Yeah. Did you know how NASCAR started? You should know, being from Florida. Well, yeah. I mean, it started right here in Johnson County, North Carolina. Richard Petty Sr. moonshined for Moonshine. Percy Flowers. Yes. And uh, which is right here in this town. And uh, and he Richard Petty Senior literally ran moonshine out of here to uh, five forty yeah. and went straight up five forty. Prohibition and bootlegging. Kept going on to New York. Um, NASCAR. But yeah, that's NASCAR like as American born. as it gets is NASCAR. Yeah, right here in North Carolina. But I right wish I liked here in it. Johnson County. <laughs> I like. Have you ever been to a race? No. Absolutely incredible. Listen, if you've never been to a NASCAR race, I don't care if you hate NASCAR or you don't. This is last call of the day. If you want something to do with your family, go to your local track. It'll blow your mind, even at the local level. But going to a NASCAR race, 
absolutely something you have to put on your bucket list. Those cars are so loud. They're so fast that TV does like, it sounds dumb just making left hand turns, but you go to a track dude and that energy, there's nothing. I mean, that's why NASCAR makes so much money because once you go, you're locked in like that sound, the smell, the sights of those cars, uh, the fact that you get to walk around the infield and see the cars, it's like, you know, if you could go to football games, but before the game, like go out and see the players, uh, you can literally walk out in the infield and see these cars like pretty close. Um, you know, there's just the energy, man. There's museums at everything. It's just, it's, it's, there's no other event like it. And even at your local track, even at the smaller track levels, I mean, the familyness of it, uh, you know, to getting to see the cars, to hear the cars, to see everybody working on the cars, putting their heart and souls in it. it there's just an energy there that, that can, is, is unmatched in other yeah. sports that I've been to. So yeah, and, and Dale, I highly recommend taking the family. Dale Earnhardt Jr. proved to everyone that walls really do work. Yeah, walls definitely do uh, stop people in cars, even if they're going 200 and something miles an hour. Yeah. I heard there was a conspiracy on that, pieces. too. Actually, I heard also that they needed to change. They changed after Dale Earnhardt senior were they out um, of like a neck thing yeah they had because that's how he died i guess his like head, his, neck. Yeah, his head like came off of his body similar to uh oj simpson's girlfriend <laughs> speaking of oj simpson i wanted to get to my my new friend a former ravens player who i won't name but i i was at a wedding and um i was talking smack because he was talking shit talking about how he owned the patriots and this and that won the super bowl but i asked him about some of his friends like ray rice if he took any elevator rides with him and, um, you know, he didn't love that one, but he did love when I asked him if Ray Lewis killed those people because he said he didn't want to touch that, <laughs> which confirms for me, Ray Lewis killed those guys. <laughs> but he was just driving the car. Mm, allegedly. Allegedly. The white suit. I mean. Ray Lewis is an animal though, dude. Like he's an angry man. He used animal spray too, like deer antler spray. Did you ever hear that? No. So the, the year he came back, he like, I forget what, I think he tore his bicep or something in the middle of the season and they came back and all of a sudden it was, was great again. And everyone's like, how the hell did Ray Lewis get great again? And he got caught using deer antler spray, which nobody knew at the time that that was a performance. I don't drug. know what it is. Apparently it helps heal injuries like that quicker. Like what do you do? Like ground up a deer antler? I don't know. That sounds something more like Joe Rogan would do with elk or something like that. But apparently deer antler spray speeds up recovery time, similar to like HGH. Wow. And it was a banned substance, but they let it go because he claimed to have found Jesus. I mean, I guess if you found Jesus, you're all right then. I guess. I mean, are you a Megadeth fan at all? Do you know no. the band Megadeth? I know who they are. But so Dave Mustaine was recently on Rogan, and he found Jesus. He's a born-again Christian. So the guy from Corn, he found Jesus. Isn't that crazy? These like hardcore metal guys. But what's even crazier is when he was on Rogan, he was talking about how he would do hexes and conjure up spirits. Ooh. And Rogan's like, that sounds like some hokey bullshit. Come on. He's like, nah, I'm telling you, it's real. He's like, it's so real. I don't even want to talk about it that much now because I found Jesus and it's just something I don't want to get into right now. He even wow. did a sex hex to get himself all the beautiful women in high school, he said. Did it work out for him? Yes. Yeah. He He's like, there's no reason. He's like, look at me. He's like, there's no reason why I should have got hot girls. And Rogan's like, what do you mean? Like, you're not a bad looking guy and you can play guitar like anyone else. And he's like, nah, man, I did sex hexes. <laughs> Rogan's like that sounds like a cool name for a band Sex yes, Hex sex, sex. Give you a Sex Hex Next on stage Sex Hex <laughs> But he had some great stories I mean he grew up He grew up with James Hetfield And they shared a bedroom growing up I mean no that's way. that's as metal as it gets You got Dave Mustaine and James Hetfield Sharing a bedroom with Dave Mustaine's like mom's house <laughs> Little did they know that one day They would be fucking Both be fucking huge Gosh dude It's a great story Check that one out It is man uh, that that is strange. I mean, there's a lot of those people that find Jesus though. Like, and I don't know why it's the metal guys, like the guys from Corn or. Well, sometimes Evanescent you got to sink, fly, leave, but sink really low into the darkness until you can get up and find that light. And the coolest part to me when he talked about being a man of Jesus and everything is, he's like, I'm never gonna tell someone else this is how you have to live your life. Right. He's like, I'll never tell someone else to play music or not do drugs. He's like. I play music and I don't do drugs anymore. Yeah. But I'm never going to tell someone you have to listen to the word of and Jesus. It's kind of waves. Like I'm, I'm a Jesus freak, I guess you'd say. Like I'm, I'm all into Jesus. Uh, a huge I'm believer. I'm cool with Jesus. And, 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 uh, and I try to live as close as I can to the way that uh, the Bible tells me to live. But I'm not going to judge you or, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to try to force my beliefs on you. I don't think I do that to anybody. That's what the line gets crossed and something that Jesus wouldn't 
do, right? The whole. Free but I mean, if you're down in the dumps, man, I'm definitely going to pray for you, and I'm going to definitely influence you to seek Jesus because I think that uh, a lot of the world's problems can be solved with uh, with a little bit of Jesus. Put, put, put a little Jesus in your heart. Put a little Jesus antler spray. Yeah, maybe on if your shoulder. Linnea Kakua had Jesus. She wouldn't be. Definitely so would not. Jesus would definitely not have catfished. Dave anyone. Dave Mustaine also said that he needed fusion neck surgery from headbanging so much from playing music. I always thought about that too. It was like headbanging because I go to concerts, you know, four or five times a year, and I get a good thrashing in. And the next day, you hurt, right, dude? Sore, so bad. And I'm like, man, how do these guys? This can't be healthy to do this every day. What's the worst injury you got from being a five zero? A piggy, piggy, piggy. Broke my leg, fighting a murder suspect. So, do you feel like that's the worst injury you've sustained in your copping experience? Yeah. Is yeah, that, that worse than worst neck one. fusion surgery from playing rock and roll? <laughs> no <laughs> from playing hardcore rock and roll no i think i think about that now when i'm up there playing music like i shouldn't be headbanging i don't end up like dave mustang and get fusion neck surgery but he was also a black belt in jujitsu so he's really a bad, he's a bad motherfucker dude yeah. black belt black belt and like i don't Taekwondo. know a lot about jujitsu but i think it's pretty good yeah i bet mike the cop knows a little does he roll that. with joe rogan he doesn't he said that ever since his neck fusion surgery he slowly had to get back to rolling so he's not quite at the point of rolling just yet. Mm. But Rogan talks about how he's had all these injuries. He's a stem cell guy. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Do you remember uh what was the chick that put like uh, baby penis parts on her face? Oh, 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 oh. She's got a new movie out. She was the chick in the blind. Sandra really Bullock, good. right? Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Yeah. She's got a new movie out that actually looks really good. Oh, I fell in love oh, with her Brad on the blind Pitt's, side. Brad Pitt's in it. The new movie she's in is Brad Pitt uh, a good actor, and uh, Channing Tatum's in the movie too. Is he? He's not a good. He's just a hunk. No, but I mean, it's like he's supposed to be a model oh, in the surprise, movie that surprise. thinks he's like uh, that. He thinks he's like a superhero because that's like his model thing. And then Sandra Bullock's like, you know, you're not like a real, like you're not really Dex, like you're not really a superhero. And then somebody's like, Dex, oh my god, get a picture with me. And he's like, Ugh. and so then she gets kidnapped by these people. And he's like, I'm going to be the superhero. She said I wasn't, but he's just a dumb model. And so he gets on the plane. He's got his little foo-foo thing on. It's like a comedy, right? But huh. Brad Pitt's like a real mercenary that's coming to save her. And he actually like links up with Channing Tatum. And Channing Tatum's a goofus. And it looks like a really good movie, actually. Hmm. Uh, it's out on, it's streaming on HBO, I think. Uh, we're, we're actually going to use it for, for uh, yeah, The Lost City, Honey Badger 640 is correct to me. It's Lost City. So it's, it looks like a good family movie. I'll let you know next week. We're going to watch it tomorrow night as a family. And uh, and I'll tell you if it's worth it or not. But the trailer looks great. I haven't seen a good movie in. Although I did watch the Elvis movie recently, that was kind of good. But I, yeah, the, the, this, I mean, boy, the, he, yeah, that's Tom Hanks, by the way. I know. Fuck. I know. Playing a dirtbag. Did you know which that? Is how I see him. Speaking anyway. of movies, Top Gun Maverick was the only movie ever to be number one for Memorial Day and Labor Day. Wow. How wild is that? That's pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty America right there. You want to know the worst part? Never seen either Top Gun. Really? <laughs> Neither oh, one of them. Dude, Top Gun one with the comments were great roll. movie, dude. That's kind of cheesy, really like isn't it? it? No, mean, no, 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 no. It's a good movie. The whole Flyboys thing, it just kind of. No, it's a good movie. It's you, a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I enjoy Top Gun. Like, do you think like Armageddon your... is a good movie? No. Okay. I don't. I. I. Everybody was like attracted to Liv Tyler. She's she's an attractive. I, I didn't think so. No, I wasn't just. You no, know, it's Steven Tyler's her. daughter. Right? I know, okay. and I, that's probably why I'm not attracted to her. But <laughs> dude, um, looks like a lady. I wasn't really, I mean, Armageddon was great, but it's like one of those ones that you, I just watch it one time. Yeah, you know, like, I don't. Know. It's like Perfect Storm, good movie, but I, I can't watch it again. Yeah, um, the af- the accents in that movie were horrible. Nobody really talks like that. Come on, in the whole Perfect Boston, Storm. Yeah, the whole Boston accent thing. It's a myth. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> You know, that's what I remember the movie. But anyway, just in time for our camera to get too hot. I'm going <laughs> to call this one quits for today, guys. This has been Last Call of the Day, giving you something else to talk about this weekend other than the job. Thank you, Boston Joe. Go and follow him at Boston. Boston Joe 16. Boston Joe 16 on the old Instagrammies. Give this boy a follow. Plays great music. Knows a little bit about sports and we love him. Thanks, guys. Uh, from Eric Tanzi and Boston Joe and the Failure to Stop family. Cheers, Cheers. motherfuckers.